Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me again today on the Word Podcast. Uh, if this is your first time, if it's been a while, I haven't really mentioned this a lot lately. Uh, simply what we do here is that we uh, look in the Word of God, we just read it and say, Lord, what are you showing to us today? With some comments here and there about what the Lord may be saying in the midst of it, how it applies to us. Uh, the Lord actually has given us voluminous amounts of just pure information, how we as believers are to live, what we're supposed to do, how we are to behave and how we're to, to act as the body of Christ. And particularly in First and Second Timothy and in Titus and in several other places. I mean, in the First uh, and Second Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. We find out what sound doctrine is, what the truth is, and we find out how to live it, how to work out these deeds. And so we would do well to get close attention to this. Uh, we're in Second Timothy right now. What we've seen so far, uh, we just finished the second chapter, and Paul had told Timothy to be strong in the faith. And he said, the things that I've taught you, find godly and faithful men and teach them these things that they may be able to teach others. And he told him, he says, you know, suffer hardship with me. There's going to be a hardship involved in all this. And he reminded him, just consider all this that I've told you, and the Lord will give you insight. And then he gives him just a, a wonderful synopsis of what the gospel message is. And you see that happening in 2 Timothy. You see it happening in Titus. You, in these various letters, you'll see these little nuggets to where we see in just a couple of verses the truth of what salvation really is. And we see that in a couple of different ways in this second chapter. And uh, Paul told Timothy to remind the people of these things and to make sure that he was diligent to present himself approved to God, Okay, particularly in the way that he handled the word of truth. And he told him, avoid all the worldly cl clatter, chatter, <coughs> all that kind of stuff, you know, the empty talk. He said that kind of stuff can lead you astray. And he gave some examples of this. And he told me, he said, but don't fear him over this stuff. We have a firm foundation. The firm foundation of God is this, that the Lord knows those who are his. Okay, God knows those that are his. And everyone who names the name of the Lord is to abstain from wickedness. So he tells me, he said, you know, refuse all this kind of stuff. Don't walk in wickedness. Gently correct those that are doing this. They're in opposition, okay? Who knows, perhaps the Lord will lead them to repentance. That's a great thing for us to remember. Too often, we want to just write them off and say there's no hope for them. When we've done that, we've done what we see over in the fourth chapter of James, where it says not to judge anybody. When you sit there and write somebody off and say there's no hope for you, there's no salvation for you, there's no eternity before the Most High God with you, you're not the judge of that. The Most High God's the judge of that. Now, of course, the world and many within the church use that to the extreme of the other way. They say, well, you can't judge me. You're not allowed to judge. Oh, no, no, we can totally judge. We can critique. We're fruit inspectors. <laughs> we can look at the fruit of somebody's life and say, no, you're walking in sin right here, my brother. You know, you need to quit doing this. This is not good. This is against what the Lord says. We can do that, but we do it in gentle, uh, gentleness and love. So then we move into the third chapter, 2 Timothy, the third chapter. Now listen to this. I went through all that today to set the context for the first word. You already know what the first word is going to be, don't you? First verse, 2 Timothy 3, but... So, in other words, in light of everything that we've seen right here, particularly the, the immediate context, in light of this, he says, but realize that in the last days, difficult times will come. 
Okay. In the last days, difficult times will come. And you can imagine there's all sorts of debate within the, the body of Christ as to when the last days are and what the last days are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, when you see the term last days and things like that, you have to see what the context is. Immediately, you have to see the context of the, the book, then the context of the entirety of the scripture. And if you look and see, you find out there's different things about the last days, the last times. Uh, in Hebrews, we see that really the last days started when the Lord Jesus Christ took on the form of flesh. So in one true sense, from the moment that he came as a human to earth, that was the beginning of the last days. <clears throat> but then Paul's writing right here to Timothy. Paul's at the end of his life. And he's saying, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. So it's yet a future date. Okay? It's still a future date from this point in time. You see a lot about the last days, the last times are in that great day. That's often referring to the day of the Lord. Uh, you see that in the prophets. I mean, the Old Testament, you see it mentioned multitudes of times. And so uh, when you look at that phrase and you see that phrase, don't get freaked out over it. A lot of times people get freaked out. Oh, I don't want to. I don't know about this stuff. I don't want to hear about this. A lot of people say, well, I'm just a pan mentalist. I just believe it's all going to pan out. <laughs> well, that's cute, but there's no reason to fear anything. Okay. Because the Lord tells us a great deal. And he warns us as Timothy here is being warned. Okay. And Paul's telling him, he said, hey, you need to realize something. That in the last days, difficult times will come. The King James says perilous times. Now think of that. Timothy knew everything that Paul had been through. Okay, He knew about the beatings. He knew about the arrest. He knew about the shipwreck. He knew about all the stuff that we would consider to be very difficult and very hard. Okay, And yet Paul is now saying, oh, by the way, in the days yet to come, in the last days, toward the end of all time, as we know it here on this earth, in this uh, outpouring, difficult times will come. And that word uh, difficult in the Greek actually means hard to bear, hard to put up with, difficult, violent, that idea. And so, you know, you're thinking, wow, considering uh, the context in which Paul is writing this, you know, what is he saying here? Well, he wanted uh, Timothy to know something. Uh, the King James and Lexham actually say, but know this. New American Senator says, realize this. The ESV says, understand this. Paul wanted Timothy to understand something. That in the last days, difficult times will come. And then the next two, two verses, three verses, uh, four verses are all one sentence. And let me tell you what I'm going to do. Let me just read this sentence because our time is up. Uh, it's running out, and then we'll pick it up in the next episode, okay? He says this, first verse, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. Verse 2, for men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. Avoid such men as these. 
Now, that's sort of interesting, is it not? Because at the beginning, he tells Timothy, he says, you know, he realizes that in the last days, difficult times will come. So he's projecting to the future. He's speaking of the future. But then he tells what men are going to be like. For men will be. Now, you know, men were already like that at the time that Paul and Timothy lived. Men are like that at the time we live. That's the reason that every generation has looked at this right here and said, oh, well, we're in the last days because this right here is what people look like now. <laughs> well, that's absolutely true. But they're getting worse and worse and worse. And the scripture tells us that that is exactly what will happen. But what's interesting is in the fifth verse, the last one I read, he said that these hold to a form of godliness. Okay, they look very religious. They claim to be godly, although they have denied its power. It says they're lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. It gives us an insight into the type of person that he's talking about. But then Paul says this to Timothy, avoid such men as these. So he's saying in the present, in the now, avoid such men as these. Realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. And he says, because people are going to be like this. And then he delineates, and we'll go through that next episode probably. But now he's telling Timothy, you know what? Avoid such men as these. I think that's a very, very powerful word for us today. We'll pick it up next time again. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you then. Goodbye.